You're listening to the music podcast with Dave and Neil. The music podcast with Dave and Neil. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the music podcast with Dave and Neil. I always forget how serious our intro is. Mm. It's kind of like, it's like setting up this really epic show and then it's two like... Feels like vampires are about to talk politics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's these two jokes. They're like, hi everyone, how are you doing? <laughs> I like it. Well done, Michael. Love your work. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Um, this is probably the first podcast in a while where we haven't had someone else in the studio with us staring know. blankly at us, not knowing what the fuck's about to happen. We are we are here at Vienna People in Annandale, the lovely, uh, beautiful musical space that it is. Uh, but we're not. We have no friend today. We I'm. Guest. I'm actually sitting in the spot where our guest usually sits, so I feel like a big deal. This is actually maybe <laughs> we should start the um start the podcast with a review of that chair, seeing that. Uh, well, this is heaven. I get. I get why. <laughs> yeah. Not over on that. You sit on the, obviously the nice piano chair, but it's not, it's, it's, you don't have a backrest. It's hard flat. No backrest. You don't have a backrest. I like it though. It keeps me um keeps me tight. Keeps me ready to go. It doesn't though. Keeps me <laughs> on my on my toes. Whereas you want the guest to relax. You yeah. Want them to sure. Have a, have a good time. Yeah. Although in saying this, I resent sitting down anymore because after we did the interview with Julie Zamiro and she was like, stand up, it's great. And I agreed. See, I hated that experience. Seriously. See, I, I love I love Julie Zamiro. Yeah. Like that was, she was lovely. <laughs> but she wanted to stand for the entire podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I but was what about tired. my feet, Julia? I was tired like two and a half minutes into it. <laughs> um, but uh, didn't want to... Insulting and because I was so it. into it, you'd be weird if you're like, I'm just going to get a seat, guys. But then, so finally after that, like, so then we, immediately after recording that podcast, we recorded a second podcast, mm, yeah. uh, the two of us, and you insisted on standing for that yeah. while I sat for that. Which did feel weird, yeah. And that podcast was never released, was it, Neil? Nope. Why not? Uh, because Michael left us to our own devices, and... Uh, Don't blame Michael for this. Michael just said, hit play. You insisted, you insisted on standing yeah. behind a microphone that was not plugged into anything. Sure. <laughs> Am I a sound tech? Maybe. Who's to say? <laughs> you're not. But it was one I'm of the, to say. You're what was really tech. sad was that it was one of the better episodes. It was, we really killed it. It was a really, it was a really we good episode. We bonded so much in that one. We had a lot of fun times. We chatted yeah. about some good things. Yeah. Um, can't hear it now, obviously. <laughs> well, I mean, you can hear my side of it. You just can't hear it. <laughs> we should just release it. You can't hear the stuff it. Dave says is fucking gold. It was. We should release that. It was very eloquent. In but that actually, I, like I was saying before, like, I don't think I've seen you since we were here, what, two weeks ago when we did the podcast with Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it's been a while because um, we didn't do a podcast last week. Yeah. Um, which apologies for that. I've done a lot of industry interviews I've been doing. Yeah? Yeah. Just what are you what Being a big deal. Like, obviously, we had the Power 50 with um, Dennis Hanlon. The now, this, is the, this is the other podcast. This is your mistress podcast. <laughs> the, the, the podcast that I'm cheating on you with. That you do separately. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah. No, there's um, so the producer series podcast. You can check it out on the same channel you get this on, SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, no, yeah, it's just uh, producers, people in the Australian music industry. And yeah, um, Dennis Hanlon is obviously the Sony CEO. Yeah. He was awesome to talk to. But then I did a podcast with Steve Lillywhite, who's like a big UK producer. Mm. I don't know if Michael knows him. He's nodding. Okay, he's nodding, yeah. yeah. Um, he's like worked with people like U2 and Rolling Stones and, um, you know, 30 Seconds to Mars and Liam Gallagher. He's he's a very big deal. And he was so are, cool. These are kind of long form, because we obviously, like, the format of this podcast, yeah. we try to do kind of like 30-minute, you know, interviews, a bit, a bit longer yeah. form with our guests. And sure. ideally, you end up sort of chatting about, you know, things that they don't normally do in their sort of five-minute interviews on radio. Yeah. And this is kind of even longer than that. You guys kind of sit down and 
you talk sort of deep industry stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but like with like someone with Lily White, like I kind of I made sure to do my research because you don't want to not know what you're talking about. But he was so casual and so cool and yeah. so honest. Like, so I, I don't know if you know, like I love 30 Seconds to Mars, Jared Leto's band. I did know this. Um, yes. And they're like, long story short, progressive, if you don't know the band, progressively they've gone kind of from like a rock sound to more electronic. Um, and Lily White did one of the albums called This Is War, which is one of the best. And then he did the next album, which started to go into the electro scene. And he just openly admitted, yeah, it wasn't very good. Didn't like the dance sound. I'm like, really? I asked him, I was like, are you like comfortable just <laughs> saying this? He's like, yeah. Like it's. But I guess when you've done as much as he's yeah. done and you're in his demand as much as he is, he can be honest about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess like, if, you know, you're, you're a director. Of. I imagine if like you directed a, sh- a show or a movie that wasn't very good, I'm sure in hindsight, you could say, yeah, that wasn't great. I think it depends. Like, it's always interesting when you see sort of directors talk about um, films which they weren't super proud of. Mm. You know, it, it normally it's normally like two or three films later mm. that they'll start being like, yeah, like I think I fucked that up or yeah. I wasn't happy with that. Um, and I think it's only after... Because I think it's like if you know there's another film coming or mm. another album coming, then you can, you know talk negatively about your past work yeah but until you know you're going to work again mm. you probably need to be like no this 30 second of mars album is the best thing that's ever happened <laughs> yeah that's awesome it's like like because he said like you know i'm still very good friends with jared letter i'm like yeah so what if jared just like hey man i heard you said my album was shit like what do you say that he's like it's just it's just professional isn't it i'm like yeah i guess <laughs> like i think that's fair i like you know um, you can't get better if you don't acknowledge when you totally fail. yeah but uh, that was a, that was a really cool interview and he was he was the coolest to speak how to. long did you chat to him for it was like over 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he was incredible. Yeah, we did that obviously at uh, Studio 301. Sorry to plug 301 on in Vienna people, Michael. We have <laughs> we have two studios that we both love equally. They're like our, our two children. And by, and by children, I mean <laughs> they look after us. <laughs> yeah. We're like two parents. Yeah. That's the situation. <laughs> it's like our parents got divorced, but they were never married. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird situation. They don't know each other. <laughs> but it's fine. They don't know each other. We love them. We love them both equally. Um, but yeah, no. So like the last two weeks, like it's been a bit hectic, but yep. um, I'm sure. Can you give me some fun catchphrase to call what all the, the stuff about Ed Sheeran in Australia is right now? Like what? Would, like I don't know. I think well, I, I think when know. Adele was here last, I was like Adele Mania. What would you call Sheeran? Oh no, Ed Go. Mania. <laughs> no, I didn't know that Ed, Ed Sheeran Mania. was in the country until a friend of mine, Graham, Graham storied uh, really the concert last night. No, I, I had no idea. It's pretty fucked up how like because I remember I think we Which had this exact weird, right? conversation last year like with Adele like she's doing stadiums like Sheeran like I think because he's he's told the story before I think. Yeah. And at the music, this is a story that blew my mind. Apparently, yeah. when Sheeran came to Australia for the very first time, um, he had just released his debut album, um, yeah. like just. Radio stations didn't want him. He certainly wasn't getting on any TVO spot, TVO, TV spots. Yeah. And apparently, he came to the music's office and played like a song for them just in the office because no one else is going to have him. That's and really like cool. that was like, what, 20, when did his debut album come out? Like 2012? 2011? You weren't at the music at that point. I was not at the music at that point, but like, what yeah, and then like in, do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, time? a couple of guys like tell me like he literally like so they used to work in this office like just catch similar to this. He's like, yeah, like we were just working, and he came in and I think they filmed it on their phone, and he just played for us. Cool. Played, like, and they had phones back then. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, oh, wow. That's <laughs> like in twenty levels dark time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's pretty fucked up. when you think like what's that? Six, seven years later, he's now just in a stadium of seventy thousand people, and it's really funny. So well. I guess like the moral here is is that if you um, fuck radio stations and TV yeah, spots, if you go on the music, if you just pop into their office, play a little tune, yeah, uh, neck minute, <laughs> stadium tours. Because it's it's funny as well. But it's funny and so because like um, 
Missy Higgins is like the main support on this Australian tour. Mm. And the reason she is is because Ed Sheeran, before he was famous, loved Missy Higgins. Like, yeah, obsessed with her. Sure. And obviously back in the day, Missy Higgins was a huge deal as well. She still is. Yeah. But like, I'm talking huge deal. Yeah. Um, and she said last night on the show, she's like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, that um, Ed Sheeran told me he was a fan of my music and now I'm supporting him on his stadium tour. What a, like a little bit of you like, fuck you, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> fuck you. But, it is like, you know, it is a bit of a, I mean, you're, Missy Higgins is doing fairly well. Missy Higgins is awesome. Yeah, yeah. she's about to release a new album. She's yeah. in a great spot. I, I she's wouldn't... pregnant. She's now she's pregnant as well. That's fun. Oh, boom! Yeah, it's even better than than a. Congrats, Missy. And if we get her on the podcast, I can't wait for you to show her how to play "Runaway." Forget scars, I'll, Missy. I'll show her how to play "Runaway" yeah. on this piano. <laughs> for those of you that aren't regular listeners to the podcast, uh, I know how to play one song on the piano, uh, and it's "Runaway," and I learned it from my ears. By my ears. I can play the James Bond theme song. Well, that's better. Half of it, because I can't play the next part. It's very complicated. Story for another time. Yeah, music is tough. We're music fans, not music players. But like, it's no, it's just it's like it's funny and cool and sweet that like you know, Sheeran would be like, hey, like you were one of my biggest inspirations before I was famous. Want to come play to seventy thousand people with me? Sure, sure. I guess so. I guess so, Ed. How how was the gig? Um, because I heard that it's just him and a guitar, right? He doesn't really do much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's literally him like and a loop no pedal. Syn- no synchronized dancing. And stuff the, like no, that. no. This is like it's it's like a fun backdrop. Yeah. But like it's literally just him and a loop pedal. Because I've seen him obviously like at some of the entertainment center, and obviously his gigs have gotten progressively bigger. Yeah. But the, the style of his show hasn't. Like it's just him and a, a loop pedal. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking crazy. But no. I felt like such an old man when I was there because like... The crowd young. The crowd is young. And it's like, yeah. you can't blame the talent for that. Like if they have younger fans, so what? But like, it just bothered me. There were certain parts of the show where like, you know, his first couple of hits, like back when he started blowing up, like the crowd was into, but then like, you know, his most recent radio song, The Crow and Fucking Wild I'm like, shush. Like you're not real like, yeah, cheering yeah, fans. Yeah, all the all the girls like stand up on like their chairs and screaming. Like as soon as like the next song was over, they, they would just sit down. Like you know the song you did for the Hobbit, the I See Fire song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there were you could tell people were into it, but like for the most part, people were like, oh, "This is get to the radio songs. Get to the new. Don't song. get to the radio songs. Yeah, take your time. Yeah, twelve year olds go back to school. See, like it's it's interesting. I, I went and saw the National recently mm. at um they were playing the Sydney Forecourt. Yeah. And I, it was a kind of the opposite of that, like where the crowd seemed to kind of be completely nonplussed with like the the newish songs. Yeah. But as soon as they were playing, like, oh, here's one from another album that we released in like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. But the the, the, gig, was, the gig was cool. Mm. Um, it's just incredible to like, and you know, he's got he's playing tonight, and then to on in Saturday, Saturday tonight and tomorrow night. So Friday and Saturday night at ANZ. Yeah. Three sure. sold out shows, like. You know, Foo Fighters just played ANZ. They only did one. Yeah, okay. It's just fucking mental mm. how that pans out, how that happens. And so quickly. Yeah. I didn't even know the Foo Fighters were here. Yeah, and like January. How do I miss all this stuff? I don't know how you how miss How do I things. do a music podcast and I still <laughs> miss all this stuff? I'd ask you a lot of things and you're like, did that happen? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I need you're to You're informed on... about films and Trump. It's because I'm not on Twitter. Mm. You used to, to be on, on Twitter. I need to get... Well, I mean, I'm on Twitter. But I don't go on Twitter. Actually, you know what? I was going to text you, but I couldn't be bothered. Um, <laughs> so you did... You did how, how hard is it to text me? <laughs> no, I was busy doing other stuff. So you did a <laughs> you did a review for Kira Peru. Is that your pronounce name? Uh, I've right? been saying Kira Peru, but Kira I don't know Peru? what's correct. She tweeted, thanks, Dave. Oh, did she? Yeah, so we tweeted the review. Um, and she wrote back saying, thanks, mu- Dave, and the music. So obviously she tagged the music, didn't tag you. Well, I'm on there. I'm yeah. on there, Kira. She uh, loved your review, mate. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, good. I was quite positive. Is the old British politician still have your handle? Uh, yep. Yeah, so there is a there is a British 
No, I have his handles where it works. <laughs> so there is a, a conservative British MP yeah. <laughs> who's at David Burroughs MP and I'm at David Burroughs. So whenever someone wants to abuse him, they tag me. So like the amount of times that I've had complete strangers be like, oh, fuck off, you Tory twat. Um, if, I could, if I got a pound for every single time I got one of those Well, they convert to dollars. <laughs> probably like... 50 Australian dollars. I oh, really? Reckon. That's positive. A lot of the time. Fuck off, you Tory twat. <laughs> <laughs> that was producer Michael. That was producer Michael, who uh, I guess wanted to showcase his English accent. So I decided to come in and, and yell well, off. That actually, that actually happened like recently with like a, a country, an Australian country singer. His name's Jason Owen. And there sure. was there was a... Um, like I should do, do my research before I tell these stories. But there was a, mm. a guy, a head of a board, of like country music board in the US, um, also called Jason Owen... And a new guy got appointed and he he um, kind of refuted that because this guy coming in was kind of like pro-guns, anti-gay. And he's like, no, let's keep this guy out. So the guy resigned the next day. And yep. everyone started tweeting Jason Owen going, fuck you, you dickhead. Like all these like crazy yep. Trump trolls. And this Australian artist had to like really stay and going, um, Jason Owen from Dubbo. Um, I'm just a country singer. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I think you guys would actually quite like my music if you wanted to check it out. (laughs) Yeah, it's so Um, good. I mean, I feel sorry for him, but now that I have a friend, and when I say friend, I mean you, that has these same things, it's it's hard not to laugh at. It's kind of funny. And like, I'm not on Twitter enough to... At first, when you started, like, what did I do? No, because... Did I I say those things? I knew beforehand... That I that he existed, yeah. Because like you know, everyone's googled their own name, yeah. And I was like, you know, disappointed to find out that I'm a UK you, author. If you Google David Burroughs, um, you exclusively find <laughs> you know the whitest man you'll ever see in your entire life. Can you give us a rundown of David Burroughs? Like, is he like a the UK version of Trump? Is that what it is? No, he's he's he's, he's conservative. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know too much about his policies, but like, he's he's a conservative um, Tory MP. Mm. Uh, Forget what his seat is, <laughs> but it's somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I know that he doesn't like um, gay people. Yeah. I believe he's uh, very sort of family values, I say in inverted commas. Um, I imagine that's where you're getting all the flack from then, right? Oh, I got, he, like, he's not a popular gentleman on Twitter. Mm. Uh, I got a lot of mixed flack. For diff- all of his different, wonderful different policies. I hope it just doesn't start like morphing into one. Like, screw you for your policies and your film clips are dumb. You'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> hold on a minute. That's it. I am quite political. So inevitably, inevitably, I will get flack from people that, you know, also recognize me. Yeah. Yeah. For who I am. I hope so, you don't. Well, let's see. Yeah. I'll just delete Twitter. I don't care. Well, you can't now because Kira is a big fan. Well, there you go. Doesn't know what And what kind of girl would you be if you didn't tweet back? Thanks, Kira. Appreciate the kind words about my kind words. I feel weird about because I've only just started doing reviews mm. for you guys. Yeah, and I feel weird. I feel un- underqualified to do reviews, Neil. Why's that? Well, because I like music, but I'm not a music journalist per mm. se. So I kind of go there. And I was like, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, they played really good music. You're good with your words. What are you talking about? I speak. I speak good words. I yeah. write. I write good words sometimes. But you know, it's uh, it is an interesting, it's an interesting gig. Mm. Watching gigs and then writing about gigs. Mm. It's also a lot of effort. <laughs> you, know? you know what's actually funny though? Like this is like a little aside. You get your reviews in very quickly. Well, well I was told I had to. Yeah, but very. Like I'm not knocking you for it. It's not a wait. How how long can I wait? <laughs> <laughs> I was told very specifically that it needed to be really early. Well, the if next you want day. your reviews up quickly and socialed, and for the artist to be like, "Wow, thanks," that time. Okay. Because the next thing you know, 
Kanye West. Boom, boom, boom. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, I think Kanye West goes through and reads all his reviews. Yeah. And tweets and about them. It would drive me crazy. <laughs> um, uh, but actually, do, you still, do you still review gigs? Yeah, occasionally. Yeah. 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 Not really? Yeah. Sometimes. If, so are you going to have to review Ed Sheeran? You, I'm assuming when you called tickets. upon? No, another one in the office um, reviewed Ed Sheeran. But you got tickets for Ed Sheeran, even though you don't need to review Ed Sheeran. Yes. So how do I get on that train? How do I get tickets without having to review things? Um, become an employee. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I'm kind of an employee. Yeah, you are kind of an employee. the podcast once yeah. a week, hey? I love every time you Sometimes come out with the boss, you're just like, and they're like, this is Dave. This like, <laughs> like, like would, would, that's about it. We don't, like, is he an employee? I went to because I went to a, a party Best friend the other of podcast. night um, for the music, mm. um, and people asked me like, "What are you doing here? Who are you? <laughs> you work for the music?" I was like, "I kind of do, yeah, but also I don't." I think we actually define it as you're a friend of the music. Friend which of the music sounds so fucking dodgy. I feel like, <laughs> I, feel like I, I, I feel good being a friend of the music. Yeah, we're all friends of the music in a way, aren't we? Well, Who's you are. Say? You are the music. Yeah. I'm the friend of the music. Yeah, I am the music. Um, this has been twelve minutes of trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. No, you know what I wanted to ask you about though, because yep. um, I saw Blockers yes. last week or earlier this week. Um, yeah. So this is obviously the new one. Which you, I'm assuming you're into it because you know you're a wrestling fan and John Cena is a person. Yeah, well, I'll get to that. So John Cena, uh, Leslie Mann, Ike yep. Barinholtz. Um, yep. I'm going to let you pronounce his name, but uh, one of the Australian actresses is in this as well. She's really young. Um, I, I wish I, I'm going to butcher it. Um, uh, so I apologize, but her name is Geraldine Visa uh, Yeah. Sorry, Geraldine. Which was I, I didn't screw that up. Sure, is um, incorrect. I, I definitely screwed that up. But she's from so she's from Newcastle. Um, yeah. And you might you might know you might actually recognize her because she's one of the Freudian Nip um, creators. She's one of like that Freudian Nip. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't she's know that. part. No, she's part of that gang. So it's um, uh, so you might have seen their stuff. They've obviously done like a bunch of like you know hilarious um sort of skits online, mm. and they recently did um. Got, got that uh, ABC funding to do that. I think that a lot of iView content, mm-hmm. and a couple of them are also kind of around doing stuff at like, especially around Sydney at like Giant Dwarf. Sure, and, and a couple other shows on the ABC. How so old is she? Do you... She's like twenty two, twenty three. I'm not, I'm not one hundred percent sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this whole, this is like a crew of, of kind of just like local comedians that have just been killing it, and she mm. has, you know, I think jumped online and done. So I jumped uh, to the US now and done blockers, mm. which is really, really cool to see an Australian doing a very good American accent yeah. as well. It's like, this is what I was saying before. Like, we've had this conversation, I feel like, once a month. I just get very down on myself and I'm like, these great Australian actors and actresses, I just go like, oh, hey, like I did this short film and now yeah. I'm the main character on a big Netflix show. In, I mean, in their, in their defense, like... Um, you know, these guys did go through and make no, no, a whole no, bunch of funny it. skits. But like, like, just the idea of, like, like say, for example, like... When I was when I was referring to the Netflix show, I meant obviously Thirteen Reasons Why. Catherine Langford, Perth sure. actress, she auditioned for that show via Skype. Yeah, and I'm just so curious, like how that happens. What do you mean? Well, just like how they would bother giving, like, if they've got this big Netflix show which is being produced by fucking Selena Gomez, and then like um, this isn't a shot. I'm actually asking you, like, how yeah. does a young unknown Perth actress? get herself in a position in front of Netflix execs to be like, oh, hey, can I audition over Skype? Well, it's like, it's actually like, funnily enough, um, most, not most, but a lot of big movies and big TV shows do really, really, really wide casting calls. Mm. Um, and like a lot of the time, like they'll, they'll see thousands of people. 
Right. For like a for a lead role. Yeah. Um and with movies a lot of the time it ends up being, you know, someone you already know. Sure. Uh but like I know a bunch of people that, you know, auditioned for characters in Wonder Wonder Woman, mm. you know, um a bunch of old friends that, you know, uh went for uh uh, Supergirl and that CW TV show yep. and Arrow and all that sort of stuff. So a lot of these shows, they sort of cast quite quite wide. Mm. Um, and if you kind of fit the bill, if you're sort of like in the age group they're looking for and kind of interesting, their your agent might put you forward and you might get a chance to do a self-test yeah. or to go into a casting studio and kind of make your way up. So it yeah. happens every now and then. I mean, like, I think like, Harriet Dyer just got her own, uh, who you, you guys might know from The Other Guy and... Um, she was in the film Down Under and done, yeah. done quite a bit of stuff. Uh, very funny uh, Australian actress. Mm-hmm. I think she just got a pilot um, oh, wow. in, in the US, uh, which she's gone over to do. And also um, uh, uh, Andrea Dimitriadis as well, who's another um, sort of uh, big-ish Australian actress. Yeah. Uh, done a lot of theatre. I'm trying to know the, the films that she's done. Um, but she apparently has also just been cast in well, an um, American uh, pilot as well. There's Claudia O'Doherty um, from Love, which is on Netflix. I think they've just done their third and final season. Like she's probably one of the best things about that show. And I think she won like the 09 Perth Comedy Friends. She was a stand-up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Love just had its third and last season. She's probably one of the best things about it. So it does, like it does happen. <laughs> yeah, you know? totally. And, it's, uh, and in, if your question is why hasn't it happened to you, uh, Neil, mm. um, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I just want to get in front, like, for example, Tarantino's making a new movie. Yep. How do I get in front of Tarantino? Forget DiCaprio. Quentin, think about your pal Neil. Yep. Or at least, like, a, an extra role. Yep, sure. You're sure. not paying attention. You're on the phone, aren't you? No, I was, I was <laughs> trying to find something for you. Uh, yeah, man. No, that's... Uh... I think I have, I have, like, reasons. Can you act, though? Of course I can act. Can you? <laughs> Can't I? You can't say what I, I did, but I just turned my head. But you don't act. When was the last time you acted? I want to act. You, but you, so you and I have acted together. Mm. And I, and you did a very good job, don't get me wrong. Thank you. But you haven't done any acting since that. I don't 20, see how that's irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, all these actors are acting, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, you know, you go like, oh, why does, why does Leonardo DiCaprio get to be in films, <laughs> but not Neil? It's like, well, you know, he's, he's been practicing. He's off partying Ibiza. He's been... That guy acts once every four years now. And then walks around with a little beret on. Grow up, Leo. He's put he's put in the hard yards, mate. <laughs> you've been you've been writing music reviews. But it's pretty it's pretty fucking cool though, right? Like yeah. how like so Geraldine, is that you know saying? <laughs> That's her first name, yeah. Yeah, so she plays John Cena's daughter in the film. Yeah, yeah. And she is excellent. How is the film? Like it's it's a good really time. good. Like when you watch the trailer and you're like, uh, that kind of written This it is off. just gonna be American Pie, but with parents, and it's yep. gonna be weak as fuck. It's actually really, really funny. Like, yeah, great. Ike Barinholtz is obviously gold. He's gold in everything he does. Yeah. Um, that's like the Mindy Project. Um, he's in that Snatch movie. He's in Neighbors. He's funny. Um, yep. Leslie Mann's obviously solid as always. Um, but you're gonna this one. Else, you're gonna hate this. But John Cena's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And they actually um like. All the reviews that were coming out of South by because that's where it premiered South by Southwest. They were like, "This is Cena's like breakthrough move. This is like what's going to be like the Rock Scorpion King." Even though the Scorpion sure. King was terrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's kind of the film that kind of shows, "Hey, John Cena can be." John Cena can like be funny because I think yeah because yeah. I think initially when he tried to crack Hollywood, he took the Rock approach. Like, I just need to be in action films because I'm jacked and I'm huge and I'm great. Yeah. But he's actually pretty funny, and now they're talking about like he. This is going to be his hit. He's probably going to leave wrestling to go into Hollywood full time. 
So um, is he still wrestling? I didn't realize he was actually. He's still wrestling. not as much as he did. Like you know, he, it used to be a weekly thing for him. Now it's more like every four weeks. Sure. But like he's still very much there. Whereas the Rock kind of like once he did Scorpion King, he bounced. Yeah. He sure. bounced quickly. Um. But like as of last year, Rock was like the highest grossing actor of all time. That's crazy. Despite the Rock, in my opinion, not having that many good films. I like Jumanji. Really? You didn't like Jumanji? Yeah, I thought it was trash. Really? Yeah, I really didn't like Jumanji. You're like the only person I didn't like Jumanji. What? It was dumb. Really? Yeah. You didn't think it was like fun? No, it was trash. You didn't enjoy the... Oh, I hated it. Kevin Hart didn't make you laugh? Jack oh, Black? No? It had some funny moments. Sure, yeah. it had some funny moments. Yeah. No, didn't like it at all. Wow. Not one bit. We should review that more thoroughly. No, we, we, maybe one day we will. <laughs> Barely remember it. Can you give me a rundown? Oh, I, I mean, I have to have a think about what I thought. I remember not liking it. I remember strongly not liking it, but I don't remember it well enough to remember why. Do you yeah. remember that you get that where you sort sure. of like, you know, like, oh, I hated that movie, but then you're like, oh, I don't remember why I hated yeah. it, but I remember hating it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it weird, like, but say with The Rock, like, can you think of movies that he's done that you really did like? Um, <laughs> hold on. Central, in, Central Intelligence was fun. The one with Kevin Hart, but from the sounds that. of it, you hate Kevin Hart now. <laughs> I don't hate Kevin Hart. Although, like, have I seen Kevin Hart do something good? I don't know. I don't know if I have. He's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his movies aren't great. Like, what have, like, what have you seen of Kevin Hart that you've been like, that was fantastic? Uh, his stand-up. <laughs> yep, sure. Central um, Intelligence is fun. Not great. See, That's in my it. head, I like, I like The Rock, but now scrolling through his IMDb, I'm like... But it's interesting, right? Like, The Rock, like, he's, he's, he's great, but it's like... Uh, Baywatch was fun. I'm sure you saw Baywatch. I didn't see Baywatch, unfortunately. Baywatch was fine. Yeah, I haven't liked any of these movies. Maybe I don't. But you know what's interesting? Like, there was real life beef between The Rock and John Cena, and not for wrestling, for for real life. (laughs) Because Cena resented Rock because, like, once Rock got famous and got famous in movies, he bounced. Yeah, sure. And Rock's argument was like, well, you know, I've got more eyes on WWE now because I'm big in Hollywood, you dick. Yeah. And apparently they've squashed it, but now Cena's kind of doing the same thing. Not as much, though, in saying that. Because, like, once Rock, like, got success, like, he bounced hard. Cena's still around, but I would suspect after Blocker's. He's gonna be in a Hollywood a lot more, mm. just because he is so funny. Like you've seen Trainwreck, right? The one with Amy Schumer. Like he plays a boyfriend yes. at the start. Like he yeah, was yeah, really yeah. funny in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he was good in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right, well, John Cena. I'm, I'm, I will go see Blockers now that you've given that review. Thank you. Yeah. Other movies that we people should check out, which mm. you haven't checked out yet, Annihilation, which is the new Alex Garland film. Mm. Who um, you might know, he's the director of um, Ek Machina which was like kind of the breakthrough sci-fi hit from a couple of years ago. Well pronounced. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Ex Machina? Uh, Ex Machina. Or Ex Why Machina. you say that so easily? I don't know. That's Ex Machina. Called. Yeah, there you go. You okay, right, it. Got an um, but you know, you might, if you don't know that film, like you know, like he wrote 28 Days Later mm. and like Sunshine and he wrote the novel, like The Beach and Never Let You Go. Like, so he's, he's kind of been around for a while. Really cool dude. But he's made this sci-fi film, Annihilation, uh, that... Uh, only got released. It was star- starring Natalie Portman, mm. Tessa Thompson. You know, a pretty good cast. Um, only got released in on Netflix in Australia, uh, and for most of the world, only released on Netflix. But pause. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it going back to the cinemas after no. Netflix? Okay. No. So basically, what happened was that. So uh, and which is this has been controversial. Is why I'm talking mm. about it. So basically, what happened was uh, the film got a theatrical release uh, in the states. Uh, but they sold the international distribution rights to Netflix mm. uh, so that nowhere else in the world was it getting released. I think maybe one or two countries were part of that 
uh, part of that deal, that were part of that deal, but for the majority of countries, including Australia, it was just getting released on Netflix. Sure. It was never going to be shown in cinemas. Um, and yeah, pretty devastating because the movie's fantastic. And I think it was one of those films that a lot of like people that like sort of serious sci-fi yeah. um, have been waiting to see in cinemas Cause, yeah, the, the since mu- it was announced. The music's film reviewer, film crew, like yeah. that was his biggest takeaway Annihilation is that it is fucking incredible. Yeah. But like, I think he, he literally um, caps off his review with like, like Annihilation is unforgettable. I hope you have a TV set up that does justice. Yeah. Because like, it's just, why is it, was it, do you reckon, is this the studio just being worried that it's not going to have any luck in the cinema? So fuck yeah. it, let's and, go straight and, and to Netflix. Be, and to be fair, it didn't make a lot of money in the States, which, yeah. uh, which is, you know, whether or not that was because of the way they marketed or, or yeah. failed to market it because they had lost confidence or because that they were right to have lost confidence. I mean, I, I only heard about Annihilation as, oh, that's the film that, Went to Netflix, not yeah. in cinemas. So, the, so, so apparently, what happened? Um, so, the film uh, with Alex, so made by this director Alex Garland. Yeah. Um, it's it is it's an, it's an intellectual it's intellectual compared to like most kind of sci-fi sure. blockbusters, right? Um, and so they did some test screenings, uh, and it was not well received. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the film had two producers attached to it. One of them uh, is. Um, the guy that uh, I'm trying to remember his name, uh, but I think he's the guy that did like Social Network um, and like a bunch of kind of Sorkin Finch. No, it wasn't wasn't Sorkin. It was like one of the producers from that. Um, but had done like a, a bunch of yeah, like uh, sorry, uh, Scott um, Rudin is his name. Yeah, uh, had done like No Country for Old Men, The Social Network, The Truman Show, Moonrise Kingdom. Sure, like kind of a lot of like intelligent adult kind of um, dramas. And then the other producer on there um, is known for kind of more blockbusty films like, um, you know, uh, Geostorm, um, <laughs> uh, Baywatch, uh, Star Trek, yeah. you know, Terminator, Genesis, yeah. those kind of films. Anyway, so they all saw the same film uh, and this guy, the, the producer of, of Geostorm. Um, <laughs> That's just how we're calling him now. David Ellison is yeah. his name. Uh thought the film was too intellectual. Right. It was like, this movie's too smart. No one's going to get it. No one's going to like it. We need to go back and do massive reshoots and basically do what every director's like biggest fear is, is that like the studio comes in and wants to dumb down your movie, right? Mm. Uh, Alex Garland, though, somehow had final cut, um, I'm assuming because of all the goodwill he got from making Ex Machina. Uh, and and he had um, Scott Rudd in the, the social network mm. producer in his corner. And so they basically held firm. And we're like, we're not, we're not going to re, we're not going to reshoot. We're not going to recut. The film is what the film is. We're going to release it as it is. Um, and so the theory is, is that because of this kind of, this sort of breakdown in confidence from the producers, Paramount kind of freaked out. They had just moved the like Cloverfield paradox, yeah, um, which hadn't been a hugely, they well were happy received. with the, were happy with the films. So they put it off to Netflix. Um, they, you know, as sort of like a, oh, we'll just put it away to Netflix. And they were like, oh, we got this relationship with Netflix now. And along goes Annihilation because mm. they sort of lost confidence that it was going to make money. Uh, and as a result, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people are, um, we're never going to be able to see it in the cinema. But the, the weird thing about it is like the controversy that's kind of come up around it about this thing of like people being frustrated that it's going straight to Netflix. Well, what would has studios... possibly meant that more people are going to see it. What would studios do before like 
pre-Netflix, if they don't trust the movie, do they just dump it? Straight to DVD. Straight to DVD. Straight to DVD was, was it, kind of the old way of doing it. If you, if you, weren't, if you thought a movie was going to fail. Yeah. And I think that happened with like, um, I think one of the famous things of that happening was like something like the Shawshank Redemption. Where that film either, either was it was either either released and did really really bad box office and then kind of ended up blowing up on on DVD or it was straight to DVD. But I know that was one of those films that kind of only became big, you know, famously really 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 big later on yeah. after it was released on on home. I mean, video. I'm trying to think now. I can't think of any Netflix original movie roles like that was great. Yeah, like same. there's the kind of a reason they go to Netflix, right? Well, I mean, they make a lot of. I mean, like, the, Netflix is trying to do their, like, original cinema now. Mm. And I think I, I, I kind of agree with you. I'm not sure if they've had a, had a, a success yet. I mean, they've but, been I mean, far more successful with their TV shows. Annihilation. Yeah, but Annihilation wasn't made by Netflix. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it, was, it was the I distributor mean, it, decided, I oh, mean, we're just going to release it straight to Netflix. Like, the, um, the Workaholics guy's new movie, Game Over Man, that's going to Netflix in, like, a week or two. So that's straight to Netflix as well. Yeah, but see, that, that's it's a Netflix original. But like, that's a sure. good example of like whether it's sure or not, we don't know yet. But like, yep. if it went to a cinema release, mm. the only people that are going to go see it are people who know Workaholics. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. So like, it's a big call. But in it's, saying that, like, fuck, that's how you find movies, right? Like, remember, mm. I remember when I walked into Superbad, like I didn't know, no one knew Jonah Hill. Like, oh, that's yeah. Michael Sarah. That's the guy from Rest Development. Sure, like you didn't know any of these people. It's fucking I, mean, I think I think like Netflix is. I mean, we all love Netflix. Mm. Like, I think you know, and it's. I think it's kind of great how movies can find like a new life and a new audience mm. after its initial release. Yeah. I think my problem with things going straight to Netflix, I mean, you look at a film like Annihilation, it's been made for cinema. Yeah. Like you look at it and it's been made for the big screen. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a, it's a beautifully cinematic film, yeah. you know? Um, and it was a film that had an audience. Like there was like Ex Machina was a film that was released Um and was kind of like a sleeper hit. Mm. Like, ended up having, you know, this huge kind of cult fan base um, and kind of, like, seriously launched some careers from it. Mm. Um, and so there is an audience that I think we're very eagerly waiting for for this next film. And, I mean, how hard is it to sell, like, a film with Natalie Portman in the lead? That's a, Yeah, it's weird, right? You know? And well, Tessa Thompson's just come off, like, um, you know, Thor in the, yeah. in the blockbuster realm and... Um, she did a couple other films recently as well, hasn't she? That um, I'm sure I remember, but she's like she's kind of blowing up right yeah. now. And you know, it's just that it seems weird to me that you couldn't market that film. Yeah, I mean, like, I would I would love to hear what the studio says now. Like now that it yeah. has been well received, like oh, we thought the ending was dumb. Like the, the, I mean, there's got to be a reason. Yeah, like well, I think one of the shame one possible you know shame of it all is that I don't know if it'll actually get a um. I don't know if it'll be eligible for the Oscars. Oh shit! Right. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you have to do to be eligible for the Oscars? Um, like how big a theatrical release? I have you no idea. If it's just a, I mean, if it's just a domestic, you're probably eligible, right? Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine why it wouldn't be. Hmm. Interesting. I I don't know. I, I I'd be. I think it'd be a shame if it doesn't get a yeah. look in. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to leave it there? Yeah, sure. That was my review of Annihilation. It's good. Check it out, please. Um, before we go, we can we can actually confirm this one. Um, whether it's on the podcast or whether it's online, we don't know yet. Well, that's future our problem. But we can say uh, we will be releasing an interview with John Boyega, um, who's in the new film Pacific Rim Uprising, which is out next Thursday. Yep. Um, if you're saying, who the hell is John Boyega? Uh, it's Finn from Star Wars, idiot. Yeah, catch up, please. Yeah. God. Grow up. Pay attention, would you? Yeah. But that's happening next week. So... 
tune in for that, I guess. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll see you then. Thank you, Michael. Thank you to Vienna thank people. You. Thank yeah. you to all our friends. And uh, thank you, dear listener. Can we get an outro, please? Bam, 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 the show's bam. over, yeah. Fuck off, you Tory twat. <laughs>